Welcome to Healthy Happy Sexy, a podcast that will help you create a mindset of looking good and feeling great. I'm your host, Angela Rose, a Toronto lifestyle content creator with a passion for sharing tips to better yourself in all aspects of life. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Sometimes if I'm not paying attention, I'll say welcome back to the channel and I'll have to repeat myself and say welcome to episode 14 of Healthy Happy Sexy. Getting like screwed up with my YouTube, but um, hey guys, happy Friday. I'm sitting in a really comfy cozy corner of my room just because I wanted to like turn off all the lights I lit a candle I put my salt lamp on which I love it's a white salt lamp instead of the pink Himalayan looking ones and I'm just getting in the mood and the vibe I feel like for me I work better at night or just in like dark environments because I don't know why I just feel like it's more cozy I can collect my thoughts more instead of it being like day and there's people walking around the sun is shining and you want to be out and about I like like darker environments so I'm also a Scorpio so that's probably why I like the dark (laughs) but anyways um last episode I told you guys what Starbucks drink I was drinking. So I thought as a little tradition, if I'm ever drinking something while recording, I'm going to tell you what it is. So I'm drinking roasted dandelion root tea. And my boyfriend's sister is actually a holistic nutritionist. I went to her with some of my concerns and a list of vitamins that I wanted to start taking and that I did my research on she gave me like the narrowed down professional recommendation list so I said that I may have low iron I'm not sure I haven't been tested but something to maybe help with tiredness and I know you can get really tired if you do have low iron it's also really common in women to have low iron so she recommended to me roasted dandelion root tea which actually is very naturally high in iron she also recommended to me nettle leaf tea because i told her one of my main concerns was that i really want to grow my hair really nice and long because if you guys saw my latest or one of my latest youtube's videos i dyed my hair at home and when i went to go get my hair done i talked about this in last podcast too but she bleach broke a bunch of hair around my face so I have all these very very short broken like baby hairs now so I'm doing everything in my power to really take care of my hair heat protectant as less heat as possible a really good grade of vitamin 2 a biotin and then also a high dose of vitamin c to produce collagen and then also the teas so I'm really happy to see the results. I'm going to take them very diligently. Can't wait to see what happens, especially the nettle leaf tea is really good for hair growth. And that one tastes kind of similar to green tea. And then the dandelion tea tastes very similar to black coffee. Like it's very dark and bitter. So I think some people also replace coffee with that and it's caffeine free. So if they love the taste of coffee or they're trying to stop taking coffee, that's a great alternative for you. So I wanted to kind of take a little breather from wellness and mindset and things like that. And I really wanted to talk about music because music is a super, super big passion of mine, more so focused on house music. 
I love the culture of house music and EDM or whatever you want to call it. One big difference is lyrics for sure in my opinion and house music is more about the beat and the feeling of the music and how it makes you feel. You don't need words to have this feeling created in your body and your mind and that's what I love about house music is that it's truly like a feeling but for me when I listen to rap it's more like linguistic like you're listening to the words you're listening to the story like it's more like a story so I think that's the big difference in my opinion for me it's always been about feeling though of house music gathering in large groups and you're all feeling the same thing you're all listening to the same song and you're all like on the exact same wavelength I think it's such an empowering almost like spiritual feeling when you feel a huge crowd of people feeling the same thing that you are what I love about house music is that everyone's just dancing and feeling good and nothing else matters at that time like it's a total vibe really I love songs from all over such random DJs too one of them that comes to the top of my head is Sunny Fedora there's literally so many Um, on my Spotify if you look up Angela Rose I have a playlist called Miami 2.0 if any of you want to listen to the type of music that I like or you like house music then definitely go on to Spotify and check out my music there it's such great music to listen to when you're at the beach or you just want to feel energized and there's different types of house music I feel like a lot of people who don't listen to it don't understand that there's like pumped up songs you're in the mood to party you're at a pre-drink you're feeling energized you're feeling fun you want to dance there's also like chill house songs that I like to listen to even before bed so it's not always like bang 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 and I feel like people who don't listen to house music don't fully understand that but there's definitely different types and that for me is personally what I'm into what triggered me to want to talk about music today is actually the song WAP. Is it WAP or is it WAP? How you pronounce it? W-A-P. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But um, yeah, I heard that song and I'll tell you my first initial thoughts and reaction was like, wow, this is like, why are they singing about pussies i'm so confused i think that's so like classless for me personally i don't really like rap and i think it has something to do with me not hearing the lyrics like i don't think my brain function like processes all the words so like i never understand what they're saying and i can never remember lyrics to like any songs so i think that's why i especially love house music is because there's more beats than words. I feel like I can just vibe with the music more than hearing a bunch of words that I'll never like remember, if you know what I mean. I just want to open up the gateway for today for discussion about music. Of course, everyone has their own genre that they love or connect with and some people don't even listen to music all that much so it's like it's shocking people's patterns when it comes to music like how much they listen to what types what genre so everyone's different of course at the end of the day everyone has different interests including music but when I heard wet ass pussy um and if you guys haven't heard that it's by Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion which I'm sure y'all have heard of it because I think it has 150 million YouTube views alone so I don't even know how many more that is with like Apple Music and Spotify so as I was saying as I first heard it I was like what 
why are they singing about this? This is why I hate rap music. Like, I think it's so not classy. And, and yeah, I just think it's not classy, period. But then I was told the meaning of the song. Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion singing and rapping about their own bodies rather than their other male counterparts rapping about women's bodies. So I guess it's kind of like taking a stand and they're like, you know, you think you can rap about our bodies? Well, we're going to rap about our own bodies. I think that's a really big movement in the rap community that has also trickled out into just society's way of thinking. Like, why do men think they have the power to talk about women in that way when women don't even do it themselves? So they're kind of saying like a big F you and I'm going to rap about my own body and I've heard great feedback from the song. You know, I watched the video. It's more of an em- empowerment song, really. It's not really about pussies or whatever being wet. It's more about truly women being empowered. Ugh, I do not know how I feel about this tea. Like, I don't love it. But I'm sure once I drink it enough, like, I'll actually like the taste. You know, when you drink something so much that eventually you'll actually like the taste kind of worried that's going to happen with this one (laughs) it's about the empowerment of women and I think we've seen a lot of that in 2020 which is amazing um you know we're starting to see that women are equal to men and like I said in I think last week's episode or I posted on my Instagram about this about the pink tax so they pay more just because they're women and whether that's with feminine care products you know anything that is marketed towards women if it's a gender specific product we pay more the price of the item is more than it is for the male item one of the examples I used was women's shavers versus men's shavers are more expensive and I saw it from my own eyes in Walmart I saw the pink two blade generic equate I think that's the Walmart brand razors were like six dollars and I looked literally two shelves over at the men's ones and they were like two dollars and it's clearly the same product just a different color and I was so happy when I was actually researching WAP to get a better understanding of it and watching the music video, I also came across a picture. The youngest congresswoman, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she is a 30-year-old from New York congresswoman, and she is amazing. I think she's running to be the next president in 2024, which she's so well-spoken. She's such an idol, and, you know, I kind of, like, went into the World Wide Web black hole and one thing led to another after watching the music video and then seeing the picture of her up against the picture of cardi b saying a different meaning for the song wap but also still aligned would be women against patriarchy so i just want to give you guys a little definition of patriarchy it says a complex system of gender politics which enforces strict and outdated norms and rules on our behavior and the way we interact with one another based on our gender patriarchy hurts men and women equally as men are held to unreasonable standards such as the expectation that they must be strong emotional aggressive and hyper heterosexual women are assumed to be weak overly emotional maternal and dependent 
what she meant when she said that is she's against those literally outdated norms and these labels that society has put um, on men and women down the line generation after generation which I truly believe um, us as a younger generation you know like millennials and gen z we are really trying to fight back against these labels and these norms and I think at the end of the day I think everyone just really wants to be who they truly feel that they are without being criticized um, it wasn't even that long ago that the lgbtq community became a little bit more normal and accepted than they were five to ten years ago. I think it's a great message which she stands for and just not putting a label on anyone and also I came across Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, I'm just going to call her AOC like everyone else does, did actually a Vogue Beauty Secrets video on YouTube, which I absolutely love. I did a Beauty Secrets style YouTube video myself on Madison Beer and Bella Hadid. I just love how simple the Vogue videos are, how minimally edited they are. It looks like they filmed them themselves, whoever's in the video. So she did one and I think it's a great great person to have on the Vogue YouTube because it's not a celebrity, it's not a singer, it's not an actress, which are all great women, but to have someone a little bit different, a businesswoman and in politics, it's a, just a different view. And I think that she is an amazing role model to a lot of young women, especially growing up in America. She said some things within the video. If you guys don't get a chance to watch it, I took out some really great points that she said that I want to reiterate. So the first one is femininity has power. In politics, there's criticism on how women present themselves. So what she was talking about here is that there's criticism on how women present themselves in the workplace and if you're wearing a lot of makeup or if you're wearing too little makeup, there's a difference in how you'll be treated. And she was saying women who wear more glam every day and present themselves well and put together on a daily basis and wear more makeup than uh, compared to other women get paid more. That's based on how you present yourself to men. You'll get compensated for the way you look and how attractive you are to your male counterparts in the workforce. I thought that was a very interesting point and I can't believe that if we look more attractive to men, we get compensated more. She actually brought up the pink tax in this video. If so, if you guys want, you know, a different explanation, um, I'm really happy that she brought it up. It's on YouTube, Vogue Beauty Secrets, AOC. And she also said another point, you cannot get your feelings of beauty and confidence from anyone but yourself and I truly believe that that you cannot you know feel happy just by putting on a full face of makeup that's not going to make you know any mental strain or depression go away you need to be happy on the inside with or without makeup of course makeup makes us feel confident you know looking in the mirror we're looking hot our faces beat we're ready to go out um, that's going to make you feel more confident than not wearing makeup, but being truly happy deep down on the inside, that does not come with something that you buy at Sephora. That's something that you need to be happy with and feel comfortable 
with yourself and you cannot depend on anyone else and i just want everyone to be super happy and content by themselves and you don't need a man or a woman or be in a relationship to be happy don't get so excited to have a little crush just because someone's giving you a little bit of attention don't get overly excited start planning your future you know people just get so wrapped up in imaginary thoughts when it doesn't really matter at the end of the day unless it's real but you need to be happy with yourself first before you can ever get in a relationship if you're getting so happy so quick just because someone's giving you attention i truly believe it's because you have like attachment issues or you just can't be content living by yourself so that's one thing i've always really admired about people is people who can just be very independent and very happy and they're happy on the insides with themselves and who they are so just to go off what i said she said in the video the key to beauty is feeling beautiful and no amount of money or makeup can really compensate for really loving yourself and loving yourself is the foundation for everything it's where true happiness comes from and i feel like that's when you'll really start to figure out your life or what you want to do and make the choices for yourself and be happy with the choices that you make i feel like when you truly love yourself and you you'll know what you want in life and you'll go after it with no apologies no regrets and those are the people it seems like good things just naturally come to them they're naturally attracted to good things and those are the people that really really show confidence and when you have confidence you know people are truly more attracted to you and confidence is believing in yourself feeling comfortable with your true self knowing you have worth if you're confident people believe you confidence is attractive brings success and helps to connect well with others and you generally feel happier so that's what confidence is and when you have those things all those other good traits come naturally with having confidence and self-confidence and i know that's something that also comes with age and during those times when you're figuring out who you truly are it's a little bit harder to have self-confidence when you're still figuring out who you are and who your true self is but also if you have confidence and you're still figuring out who you are you're going to be more confident with the choices that you make it means that you have no fear of failure you go after what you want and you trust yourself completely. People with higher levels of self-confidence achieve their desired goals in life and attain success, while those lacking self-confidence and self-belief more so underachievers. I always like to promote the saying of, if you don't go after what you want, you'll never have it. If you don't ask, you will never receive, or if you aren't truly passionate about something and the career choice that you're going into and what you do in life, you're never going to be truly, truly successful or one of the best because you don't truly love it or live and breathe it. So before I get into six points on how to boost your self-confidence, I want to give you guys one quote from Maxwell Maltz. And he says, low self-esteem is like driving through life with your hand on the brake. And that makes sense to me because if you have low self-esteem, you're not confident in the choices you make throughout life and the decisions you need to make. It's kind of like you're always ready to 
just pause or freak out or just question things so that's what the quote means to me the first is to visualize yourself as who you want to be this is something that I personally do every year I create a mood board around the start of every year of the things that I want to accomplish that year and I did this last year and I obviously did it this year again and I can tell you that I think it was pretty much all the things last year on my list were accomplished and then this year like I'm definitely on track to getting at least 80% of them done there's there was also a couple that I've changed my mind on I don't want to accomplish them which is okay too but to have just goals and lists will put you in the right direction and one quote that I've always heard is an idiot with a plan beats a smart person without a plan or something like that and it's so true because even for me in my field of podcasting blogging um content creator there's no like school course for that I guess it would be great if you took like marketing and business and something like that and that can help you with business tactics on promotion and then turn it into self-promotion I mean at the end of the day what podcasting and content creation is it it all is a business but it is so much more if you're a one person show than just business tactics it's actually being you know you can't just be smart in the office you have to actually be a creative person and see through a different eye you know what will look good in photos you have to be tech savvy you have to edit videos you have to edit podcasts you have to you have to be smart and actually put in research and time and plan things so you have to be very time organized so it's a lot a lot of different factors in this field you always have to visualize yourself and where you want to be no matter what you do if you have a plan you don't need to necessarily have an educational background in that field but having a plan sticking to it being passionate about what you do really will put you ahead in the race compared to some smart person who did go to school for something in that specific field but isn't really doing anything with their degree about it. You know, I know a lot of people that actually completed university, have degrees, are very smart, but I don't think it's what they loved and they went back to serving in a restaurant and nothing's wrong with that. But if you're not passionate about what you're doing, it doesn't matter how much education you have behind you or how much knowledge in the field. If you truly don't want to be doing it, I don't think you'll be able to succeed. So visualize yourself and where you want to be and just know that you don't need to spend a ton of money on school and you can do whatever you put your mind to. Just have a plan and visualize what you want your future to look like and then put in the work each week, each month, each day and put yourself in that position to get where you want to be because if you visualize that, it's clearly important to you and you got to put in the work to get there. The next one that I want to talk about is caring for yourself because at the end of the day, you are all that you have and if you aren't taking care of yourself mentally, physically, emotionally, that's where self-confidence tends to trickle down and that's when you'll start to lack it because you can have it and have it go away you got to always maintain your self-confidence and make sure you're taking care of yourself and if having a great physique makes you happy or nice things or 
you know, being happy or being with a partner and something happens and you lose one of those things, that's when your self-confidence will lack because that's the thing that makes you happy. So you always need to make sure you're putting in the work for that one thing to make you happy on the inside. For me, it is feeling healthy. And when I don't put in the work or exercise or even eat right, I feel like I'm letting myself down another example would be you aren't cleaning your house you're not going to have the confidence to have people over even small things like that you have bad skin it makes you feel bad about yourself but you're not you know even washing your face before you go to bed then of course that's going to make you lack self-confidence you need to put into the work and take care of yourself and take care of the things that give you confidence and everyone's different but everyone's different you may not have the greatest physique or the greatest skin or the nicest shiniest hair but some people don't have that and they have the most amazing self-confidence that they radiate and make others feel great about themselves when you smile you naturally make other people smile. At the risk of sounding like I'm contradicting myself, if you are inner happy, it doesn't matter what you look like on the outside, but you also want to be taking care of the things that make you happy. And just taking care of yourself in general, of course, you know, eating healthy and exercising, it's the root of all health issues ultimately. Doctors are so quick to prescribe medications, but it doesn't ever get to the root of the problem if there's an issue with you that's coming up in your health or on your skin it's because there's something wrong and your body's trying to tell you so if you don't figure out what that is or change something but you're just popping a pill to mask the problem then you're never ever going to fix the problem so definitely take care of yourself and take care of the things that make you happy so number three is to act positive and more than just thinking positive you actually have to be a positive person and put it into action so when you go from thinking to acting that's when you change yourself taking one action at a time so you can think positively and have all the most amazing thoughts in your head but if you aren't nice to people on the outside or just a positive person in general and speak to yourself in a positive manner that's not going to do anything that's not going to actually change yourself so actually thinking or doing things out loud can actually change your entire perspective on things so act in a positive way take action instead of telling yourself you can't and be positive talk to other people in a positive way and put your energy into actions and you'll notice a difference once you actually put the energy of things that you want to accomplish into actions you can get so wrapped up so quickly from other people's emotions and just negative things in general it can take you down a spiraling hole let's say for instance gossip or other people's problems that you take on as your own it can be very very draining and it's not a positive feeling for the person, you know, receiving this information as well. Once you act positive for yourself, you don't involve other people in your problems. You'll just notice everyone and everything around you is mainly positive, you know, not putting energy into negative or toxic situations. Because if you do that, it'll only fuel the fire of toxicity when you put your energy into more meaningful or intellectual things that's when you'll have more self-confidence and notice a difference 
in yourself and the way you act and the more positive you are I believe the more confident you are 100%. Number four is to get prepared. I feel like it's hard to be confident in yourself when you don't think you'll do well at something or again don't have a plan. So if you don't think you're going to do well at something or just don't believe in yourself in general, one thing that you can do to beat that feeling is preparing yourself as much as possible. For me, going into the unknown of this career path, you know, no one I know does this. There's not much education on it, but you have to self-teach yourself. That's a very doubtful feeling. Um, And I'm just speaking for myself personally. Another example could be, you know, you're taking a job on the other side of the country. There's a lot of unknown factors. So with unknown factors comes lack of confidence. And one thing you can do to prevent that, even for example, with coronavirus, there's been a lot of unknowns in the future. I feel like a lot of us feel more okay now. Like we don't need to freak out anymore. Like either there's going to be a second wave and there's already been a big wave. So we know how that goes or it's going to be over soon. And at first though, I feel like there was a lot of unknowns for people, which is a very natural uneasy feeling for humans but if we really you know take a step back take a breather write down even writing down exactly what we are so worried about and feel uneasy about and it's making our confidence go down 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 if you write down the actual factors in what is making you feel that way if you think very logistically they will be very minor things and you can really calm yourself down by actually seeing it on a piece of paper and the factors that are making you lack self-confidence you'll see how minuscule they are and how you can actually take back control of your life take your confidence back and you know snap yourself back into reality and be like listen this is not that big of a deal I can take control of my life and figure this out and prepare yourself always prepare for the worst you know have a plan in action if you prepare yourself for every possible situation you will never lack self-confidence you're always gonna have that certainty because when you have confidence you're gonna feel very certain of how your life is going you're going to be very courageous you're going to have determination and you're going to carry yourself with poise and elegance trust me because when you know you know where you're going in life you know things you feel confident you just have this natural energy about you that people feel like they don't need to worry when they're around you the next tip i have for you guys is to set a small goal and achieve it i am like the queen of creating like 30 point to-do lists that I want to knock off but I can be the biggest procrastinator so what I've learned over the years is if you have shorter lists with more important things that you need to get done that specific day or something and you only do like three let's say that day you'll feel way more accomplished than if you, you know, jumble your week together, you have 20 things you want to get done, but then at the end of Monday, you know, you only accomplish one or two. But if you break it down day by day and have smaller, more achievable goals, that's when you'll start to feel more confident in yourself because you are achieving more things. Even though the list is smaller, you're more prone to accomplishing 
only a few, but then doing it every single day. If you have one big long list and you start to feel overwhelmed, then you don't really get all of them done. It's going to be one day after another where you're not doing anything, you're not doing anything, you're not doing anything. And by the end of the week, you'll have zero out of those 20 things knocked off. So I think it's better to do little by little and set more achievable goals in the near future than it is to have a long list that you think you need to knock off and then that you can't. So the more you achieve your small goals, the better you'll be at it and the better you will feel. Once you do all those little things, and I've talked about this in the past, you got to do the small things and put in work to get to your big main end goal. Everyone has a big main end goal in their life. Like everyone has goals they want to achieve. And when you visualize yourself in the future and you have this one big goal, you always, always, always need to do the work, attain all the small achievements first to get to it. I'm just going to take such a generic example, but let's say you have a goal to get married. You can't just get married. You need to go on dates first, meet a guy that you actually truly get along with. You need to go through the process of meeting his family. You need to date for a little bit. You need to live together. Um, You need to go through downfalls and arguments to see how you guys work through things together. So there's all these little steps to achieving the one big goal. So start small and have more achievable goals and then you'll be on the ride of continuing to do that and achieving small goals each and every day and being happy at the end of each day because you actually did achieve what was on your small attainable list. So my last tip that I have for you guys on how to gain self-confidence is to be grateful. You have to believe in gratitude and it's actually an activity a very humbling one where it makes you feel positive and rewarding thinking about all the things that you have in your life the abundance of things all the things that others have given you and what you've learned in life so it's also going to improve your self-image on reflecting on the things that you have what you're grateful for and what you're happy with in your life and when you're grateful for the things that you have it'll make you think some people don't have these things and I do and there's always going to be someone who has more than you like every single person in the world there's always someone that has more than you but when you think about yourself and what you're grateful for going to make you have a more happy positive mindset even if you practice you know a couple minutes a day Maybe right when you wake up or right before you go to bed, thinking about what you're grateful for and who you're grateful for in your life. And this is the reason why. It reminds you of the positive things that you have in your life. It'll make you feel happier. And when you also do this, if you think about the bad things that have happened in your life, it will make you realize the lessons you've learned from it and turn them into chapters and lessons that are in your past. You truly cannot grow without challenges in life. And everyone has ups and downs in life. So just thinking about bad things and how they've actually challenged you in life. Those are the things that make you a more grown person. And I'm grateful for all the hardship that has happened in my life. Because without that, it wouldn't make me the mature person I am today. It also reminds you of the things that are important in life and it reminds you to be thankful to others. So everyone's different. I think everyone should do this in private and think about the things that they're grateful for because everyone's life is different. 
but it's definitely going to make you just a more happier, well-rounded person. I've been recording for over an hour now. So we talked about empowering women and there's so many different ways you can express that, whether that be in rap music, whether that be, you know, through beauty or whether that be being against typical gender roles. We talked about that and then we also talked about how to work on self-confidence and the five tips that I gave were visualizing where you want to be, acting positively, preparing yourself, having achievable goals, and having gratitude. So I just want to thank you guys all so much for listening to episode 14 of Healthy Happy Sexy. I hope you guys have an amazing weekend and just remember to always have self-confidence whether you are female or male and just truly live the life that you want to live. We only have one life. Don't let anyone tell you what to do and do what you want to do with your life and do things that make you happy. So thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next week.